Welcome to the QCA Wrestle Podcast with Rob Hill and Jay Zyman. Today we have a special episode with Matt Randoni and Wyatt Reed. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the show. Thanks for joining us. We have a little bit of a Loris uh, connection going tonight. Um, we're excited to have, we've got Matt Randoni and uh, Wyatt Reed both here with us tonight. Uh, Matt was a state champion for Davenport Assumption uh, and then uh, went on to wrestle at Loris. And Wyatt was a two-time state champ at North Scott. Uh, and, and, and he's currently at Loris as well. So, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Thanks for having us. So, crazy time going on in the world. I'm, I'm hoping we can get uh, stop talking about it soon. But it's still obviously a lot shut down. What are you guys up to? What are you doing right now to kind of get through and stay sane? Um, I mean, right now it's just uh, making the best out of a bad situation, really. Um, I know our coaches are preaching in our ear every single day. You know, you just got to finish strong. The semester's almost over. But um, this isn't the time to, to take a break from our ultimate goal here. Um, so it's just, you know, trying to get workouts in any way that we can. Um, I mean, it's, it's hard. You have to make up your own. You have to, you know, the weather's always not great, so you can't go outside and run. But, you know, it, it's your choice to push yourself or not. And um, that's really something that they're preaching. So, you know, just getting our schoolwork done and, and getting workouts in because, you know, there's always next year, especially for these guys. Um, there's next year to, to get that national championship. So uh, goal stays the same. Just have to tweak it a little bit. And you're really going to be able to tell this next season coming up who during this off time of COVID, who's really been training and who hasn't. And so that's another big thing. Yeah, this is uh, obviously sort of, or not sort of, totally a weird situation. There's going to be a lot of people who aren't. This is sort of a potential get-ahead time, I think, for those who are willing to put in the extra work. It's not, it's not easy. There's not a bunch of wrestling rooms open and stuff like that. But, it's, yeah, those, those who are putting in the extra time, I think you're right, Wyatt. They're, you're going to see the difference come, yeah. uh, come season time, for sure. Yeah, I, I just feel like a lot of people – um, are using this time as a time to feel bad for themselves rather than make themselves better. Um, I know personally for our team, I know our coaches try to send us workouts like that we can do at home. I know a lot of people don't have access to gyms or weight rooms. And so it's really about just, you know, making the accommodations to, to better ourselves. And um, I mean, it'll show next year that, you know, our team did not take this time off. It's just, we, we further ourselves both mentally and physically during this time. So, you know, we talked about this, just crazy times going on. Uh, and Loris, you guys were in the running for a national title this year as a team. So, uh, you know, the cancellation of the D3s happened just prior to you guys wrestling, uh, you know, uh, or uh, taking place at the national tournaments. Tell me, uh, where did, where and how did you guys find out? Um, so... We were in our hotel. We had went to the arena and got all of our badges and everything and took a team picture, got back to the hotel, and we had a team meeting, and we just found out that um, D1s had been canceled. So, I mean, some of us kind of had a little thought in our head, like, oh, D3 could get canceled, but we were just like, oh, no, it's 12 hours away. We're, we'll be fine. Like, just calm down. Don't worry about it. And then 20 minutes later, we had another – team meeting and TJ said that it had been canceled and we were in the hotel and I've never seen more heartbreak and disappointment and it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of honestly felt like it was it wasn't real like uh, even after he told us like we decided all right like we can either you know sit around and or we can celebrate the good times that we had this season so um I mean, we all went out to eat together and whatnot and try to celebrate good times. But even when we went, it was just like it didn't it didn't seem like it was realistic at all. I felt like we were going to wake up the next day and it was been time to go and um, time for these guys to wrestle. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a crazy time. It's something that through wrestling, obviously, there's highs and lows. But that is something that I can't really describe. The the hard work that was put in kind of was just, you know, grasped right away from us in, in a matter of seconds. So. And this is coming right off uh, regionals, correct? And you guys mm -hmm. crushed it up there as well. You took took first place out of what I call the meat grinder of all regionals, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that regional, if I could compare it to something in, in D3, it's like the Big Tens, basically. I mean, there's a lot of top 10 teams in that regional. There's a lot of top-ranked guys in the regional at each weight. So, I mean, to – 
to take home that title was awesome and it was a lot of momentum going into nationals um and and we were peaking at the right time so it just it's tough to think about to this day still um but you know now it's just moving forward and getting better and that's that's just motivation and fuel for these guys next year so we talked to uh, we've talked to a couple of people about you know this situation, and one of them had some pretty good words of advice. Chuck Yegla was uh, Iowa wrestler. He was on the nineteen eighty Olympic team when they uh, they had to, they boycotted the Moscow Games, and um, so he uh, he he feels you know kind of a different situation, but he feels you know kind of what you guys have had to go through. And the biggest thing I think that wrestlers and everyone has to think about is just like what's the next thing? What's the next thing to work for? And I know you guys are doing that for sure, but Tough lessons, you know, tough life lessons. This one's different than anyone we've ever had before. I mean, during any of our life, lifetimes, for sure. And yeah, it's a part, part of it's like you have to realize mentally that there's nothing that you can really do about the situation but just move on and put it behind you and worry about the next thing. So let's go a little, let's go on to a little happier topic. Um, if you guys don't mind, let's talk a little bit about your start in wrestling. Yeah, go ahead. Um, all right. Wrestling's been, been my life for literally since I was three years old. Um, you know, my, my dad was never really big into it. He, he did it, but it wasn't that serious. But my brother, um, Andrew wrestled at Assumption and then he wrestled at uh, Augustana College. But I started my first practice when I was three years old and, and it was been a crazy, crazy journey. Like I never really liked it when I was little. Um, my parents would like try to take me to tournaments and I would, I would fake sick and I would just, I would not want to go. It was just the last thing I wanted to do. I was all about baseball. And, um, you know, I got to, to the older years a little bit. I went to Young Guns um, and, and wrestled there. And that really just changed my wrestling career completely. Um, I started to take it a little bit more seriously. And, um, it helped me grow a lot. And then I got to high school and I was, I was going to play baseball and wrestle. Um, and I, and I made the baseball team and I was all about that and already. And then, um, actually had a, a talk with coach Bush and he was like, well, listen, like we know how high level a wrestler you could be, but baseball's, you know, that's all summer thing. So you have to take all summer off of wrestling basically to, to, uh, play baseball. And then I just kind of thought about how, um, how great it would be to win a state title individually. And, and I could do that. I could win a state title in baseball, but for wrestling to win state is, is a little bit more personal and, and it's just more kind of a, a goal that I wanted to achieve. And so I ended up just quitting baseball and really focusing on, on wrestling. And I was always, you know, I was undersized until my senior year. Um, like I was, I was like 70 pounds as a freshman in high school and I didn't break a hundred until I was a junior in high school and I never cracked the lineup at all. Um, never started whatever kind of was just, um, was there as a practice partner for a long time. And, uh, finally, you know, I just really dedicated myself to lifting and wrestling and got up to about 130 and then cut down my senior year for to 106 for that season. And, um, I mean, that season really just changed my, my whole perspective on wrestling and kind of showed me that, you know, it did suck for the, you know, first three years of my high school career, but wrestling did change my life. It changed me as a person. And, and that led me to, you know, um, making a college decision. I mean, I, I didn't originally start at Loris. I was at Augustana College for um, a semester or a little less than a semester. And I transferred here and, you know, the team was two and 13 when I first got here. So, I mean, it, it was crazy. I, I was always part of Assumption, which was a winning program in 2A for a long time. And um, came here and, and we were 2-13. and 13 And I was sitting in the stands one, one duel um, before I could wrestle. And I was just like, man, did I make the right decision? Um, and then that same year, we beat Central, who I think was a, a top, top 10 opponent. And that was our first ranked win. And from that point on, it just was a full 360 turn um you know and then we, now we're, we're we're here and we're ranked number one in the nation going into nationals it's just like mind-blowing but um yeah I mean wrestling has been a part of my life and and there's been more ups and downs than anything else in my life and, and I think that I've learned that from wrestling is like the lowest of lows in my life have been from wrestling but the highest of highs have been from wrestling too.
Matt, I wanted to ask about, so your first three years in high school, you were undersized, you know, trying to kind of bulk up, getting ready to get up to 106. Who was in front of you in the lineup there? Was, did you have some pretty tough kids ahead of you? Um, yeah, so my freshman year, um, it was Darian Collins. He wrestled at Assumption for a couple of years, then he transferred out. Um, he, was a, he was a qualifier, I believe, maybe a placer. And then um, my next two years, it was Sean Casey. He was a, a young guns kid as well, and um, he's a tough kid. And then my uh, senior year, it was just it was just me at the spot, so I didn't really have any anything else to worry about. But yeah, there was some tough competition in that. That honestly, like we were talking about earlier, I mean, I got my butt whooped for for three years by those dudes and by coaches. And honestly, like if if the coaches wouldn't have bought into the fact that you know I could be. Um, the starter at some point, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have made it just because I know they were, they were putting their all into me, you know, lifting at 6am with me before school and um, going with me at practice when they didn't have to. So yeah, but there was, there was good competition all around at Assumption. And I mean, that, that helped me to jump to the college level too. I mean, there's a lot of guys that come out of that program that, that go D1 or wrestle in college. So it's just the environment I was around really set me up for, for uh, where I'm at right now. Sure, definitely, definitely. Good, good, solid tradition there. I figured you had to be behind somebody tough if uh, they kept you out of lineup for three years and then boom, senior year state champ. That's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, it was awesome. So, Wyatt, how about you? How'd you get your start in the sport? Um, well, I think I started in like kindergarten and then I wrestled that year and I quit because I didn't like it. I told my dad I didn't want to do it anymore. And I, uh, Got back into it, and then, I don't know, I wrestled on a bunch of, like, Iowa teams, AU down in uh, Tennessee and stuff. But then once I got to high school, I really thought I was going to go play football somewhere. That was my hope. But then wasn't in the lineup freshman year. And sophomore, I uh, ended up getting third at state, and I don't even think I was ranked at heavyweight at all. And I beat Tyler Clark for the first time in my whole life. And I had wrestled him probably a hundred times before that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and then my junior year, I, I don't know. I mean, everybody knows that story. I mean, yeah. just, that was a crazy season. And then my senior year, I kind of let myself get too cocky. And then I didn't wrestle as, as, as good as I could have in my senior season for sure. And then the match with Rocky, I mean, that was crazy too. I mean, hats off to Rocky. I mean, me and him still talk to this day. I mean, we respect each other. And even though what everybody else says, I mean, I didn't, I didn't make the call and I just made the best out of the opportunity. And I mean, again, he's a phenomenal athlete at Michigan State playing football, so, yeah. That was definitely a controversial match, and it doesn't really matter what any of us think, is the referee makes the call, period. And it was two, what I looked at as two phenomenal athletes just battling like crazy, and, you know, it, it went one way, and not everyone has to agree with it. That's okay. Yeah, you know, so. yeah. yeah I thought it was. Being, being from the MAC conference and from the Quad Cities, I like the way it went for sure. I always around <laughs> here. But <laughs> I, I was gonna say I knew the family, so I was cheering pretty hard from here. So, <laughs> so um, guys, I mean, who are some of your influences or, or your uh, people that you uh, looked up to as role models or influenced your wrestling styles? I mean, both of you guys have tremendous coaches. I mean, you had Drew Kelly coming out of North Scott, and then Assumption. Yeah, Tristan in your corner, I remember quite a bit, and then uh, uh, naturally Pete Bush. So, but who are other people that you know influenced your style of wrestling growing up? Um, for me, solely, it wasn't it wasn't someone who um, was a big name, but it was my brother for sure. Um, he he molded me into what into what I was when I was a wrestler from the start. Um, from a young age, he was at Assumption practices, Rising Night practices there. Um, and then, I mean, not even, not even in scheduled practices, I mean, in home, at home in our living room, it's just, it would battle back and forth every single day. Um, and it, it's funny because I'm so, such a, a competitive person that, um, 
I would come home from wrestling my brother and be bawling my eyes out, be throwing my wrestling shoes, telling my mom I hated my brother. All I mean, just everything. I just despised him for the longest time because of it. But um, <clears throat> but he actually told my mom he was like, well, I'm not gonna let him win ever. My mom was like, you should just let him win once. And he's like, no, I'm 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 not gonna let him win. He's like, he's gonna have to earn it. And then when he when he can beat me, he can beat me. And back then I was just I was so pissed off about it. And um, you know the the day finally came and I'm I'm here now and I honestly can't thank him enough for that because if if he didn't do that then I definitely wouldn't be as good of a wrestler as I am now or even as a person as I am now. Um, but he he taught me what it was like to to really grind for for something better than than yourself even. Um, I know, I know when, when I was kind of down about not being in the starting lineup um, in high school and even here at Loris, he, he was kind of the one that um, pushed me to kind of stay focused on, on bettering myself and also being a better teammate for other people, you know, helping them out. Um, so, yeah, he was, he was my role model for sure. Um, I would have to say there's definitely a couple of coming out of high school Coach Ambrose Brody, I mean, he wrestled at Iowa. He's a big guy, so he really definitely helped me with becoming who I am. And then, again, having Colin and Cordell and Bowman in there, too, I mean, they definitely helped shape me to who I am today, no doubt. And then when I was at um, Nebraska for that year and a half, I had kind of not – I don't know, I didn't like the sport anymore. I was just a practice dummy. and then. Don Bradley came in. He's on the national team. They're trying to beat. And um, he really made me fall back in love with the sport, like just the way he wrestles. And we would always go in on the, uh, just extra time and just have fun and roll around. And I really learned how to scramble from him, to scramble for a heavyweight. Honestly. This is the only heavyweight, I swear. <laughs> this is the most scrambling heavyweight I've ever met in my entire life. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I, I thought he was Good scrambler before then, but uh, yeah, that would have been great seeing afterwards yeah. after a couple of them goes. Yeah, I'd have to say that. And then, um, <clears throat> since I've been at Loris, I would think just one person that's helped me so much mentally and like believing in myself and everything would be uh, Brandon Murray. He's our 157 pounder here, and he's just so I mean, he's been through more than anyone knows. And he's always so positive, and he's always looking out for us, and he's just such a big motivator. And he's he's really the one. He's one up here that I could say has helped me. And of course, Matt. He's my roommate, and he's gonna be my coach next year. <laughs> love it, love it. So, Matt, you're sticking around Dubuque then? Yeah, um, I'm actually gonna be one of the lightweight coaches, or I guess we don't really have a, a lightweight coach necessarily. We had one, uh, John O'Reillyan, but he's He's pretty heavy still. He's upper 70s. So um, he wrestles like a lightweight, but we didn't really have um, one set. So, yeah, I'm going to be doing the 25s and 33s and maybe some 41s for for a little while. So I'm really excited about that. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. Thank you very much. So we've got a couple uh, Quad City kids headed your way. Uh, as you know, um, Aiden Evans from Bettendorf is coming up and uh, and uh, Abe Michael from Maquoketa. Um Aiden, Aiden better get ready to start wrestling and wrestling you pretty soon here. <laughs> yeah, he's been, he's been messaging me. We've been messaging back and forth. I know he just um, had surgery not too long ago on his ACL. So um, just keeping in contact with him about recovery. And, you know, he said he can start running here pretty soon. So trying to get him up to the Butte, stay in my house for a little bit so we can, so we can train and get him ready to go. But, yeah, I'm really excited about, about QC boys coming up here. It's, it's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, we're excited about that, too. Um, did you guys wrestle um, much freestyle and Greco growing up at all? Uh, I mean, I wrestled Fargo a couple years. I AA'd at Fargo once and then lost in the blood round. Okay. It was never – I never really got into freestyle and Greco. Um, my brother was – that's all he wanted to do was freestyle and Greco. But um, I was also, like I said, really into baseball. So I played on travel teams for baseball. Um, when I was little so I really didn't have a summer to to train wrestling um, but looking back I mean I wish I would have it's just a different different style I know at Loris we go to uh, U23 
team trials. Um, and we have the opportunity here to do that. So I, I went, I mean, it was, it was really fun. It was an awesome experience. I know just freestyle was never really my thing or Greco. So, um, I would just train folks out all, all through the summer and kind of just focus on that. I think any time on the mat uh, is good. I mean, some people like the freestyle Greco part. Some of them would prefer folk style. But regardless, I mean, you spend time on the mat, you're going to keep getting better. So. Absolutely. And right now, Jay and I keep talking about it. Um, freestyle and Greco season should be going on right now, of course. In fact, uh, the state tournament was probably scheduled to happen by now uh, for freestyle and Greco. Um, now things are starting to open up. The, the big debate's going to be if they do have a Fargo, uh, should people go? I mean, somebody, people will go, but it'll be a lot less than most years, of course. Um, I still say if there's Fargo, go. My son will be trying to go. I'm pretty confident of that, but we'll see. Other people are getting ready for folk style, I'll, I'll, you know, because freestyle's pretty much, we're pretty much skipping it. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, it's hard right now, too, because, I mean, usually at this point in, in the year, we'd be having, um, like, open mats, captains were on open mats, and um, we'd run, like, lifts for people and stuff like that, but it's just so weird right now. I mean, half of our our team's not even in Dubuque. I know there's there's very few people that are, that are living here still, so, um, and a lot of them actually are, are graduating, so it's even harder. I mean, not a lot of people on next year's team are are living in Dubuque and, and with people living across the country, way harder to, to keep people accountable. But, um, you know, I think that we've built something like keeping people self-accountable is something that we can say that we have at Loris. And, and um, yeah, I mean, it's just hard right now because a lot of kids would be being ready for Fargo. And, um, but now it's like, we got to jump right back into folk style because it's right around the corner. So, so who, I, I think I know the answer to this question, but who's probably the toughest coach either one of you guys ever had and and why? Like wrestling wise or just like tough person, just like workouts and everything else? You know, that, that's a good question. I, I, let's go either way, whichever way you want to go, because I think uh, both kind of build uh, uh, what you are inner-wise as a wrestler. Um, I don't know. I don't mind. You want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I would I would say um, for me it, it'd be Trevor Kittleson, um, the assistant coach here. Um, I would say that I have never met such a determined person um, to get better every single day, and and for me that sometimes that bothered me that sometimes like he pushed me so hard that I would get frustrated, and um, but like looking at you know adding to the role model thing I guess. Right now, Trevor Kittleson is someone that I look up to and like inspire to be because of the fact that his work ethic and his ability to get better mentally and physically every single day is just it's crazy. Like I, I've never met someone who who just tries to get better literally every single day and and taking life one day at a time and and you know not complaining about things like that's basically how he is. And and sometimes when I go to him to even complain about stuff, you know he doesn't always give me the answer that I want, which you know is is awesome, honestly. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's mine for sure. He's tough, but in a good way. Um, I want to say TJ, but I don't want to get, give him too much of a big head here. <laughs> um, no, I don't, TJ was definitely, him and Brody, I don't think me and Brody have had some battles before, but yeah, TJ is probably the toughest one. And he make he just makes, he making me tough. So I know um, I know Pete Bush pretty well, being around Assumption. I don't know Drew Kelly quite as well. How, he, but it looks like he runs a pretty tight ship. How, how are his practices usually? Um, Tuesdays are not fun. <laughs> we have to do, like, uh, they're called crawls. We have to get down on all fours. And our wrestling room is massive. So we have to go the length of the room. But, yeah, I mean, he's definitely – yeah, tight ship, and he's again. He's him and Kittleson are almost the same person. I call them twins because they kind of look alike, and they went to school together. But yeah, I mean, Drew's always trying to find ways to improve and having the team improve. I mean, he's had a solid team for the past 
I don't know, however long he's been there. So, yeah. Sure. And then the one thing I, I know about Pete. And I, uh, I, I, sorry, we must have a little bit of a delay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just going to say, and it's evident from watching uh, later, we're, we're going to watch, uh, Matt, your state finals match. He's so good at teaching top, the top game, the crab ride. I mean, you can see that. Um, anyone who wrestled for Pete Bush, really, you can see that big time. He's an amazing teacher at that. Yeah, yeah. That was something that at least one, one time of practice that we would go over that. Um, and it, obviously it worked a lot. Um, I know his son, Danny, he, that dude's a crazy good on top. Like that's, that's the best top wrestler I've seen in a long time. But, um, yeah, it, assumption practices were different just because it was weird. We weren't really necessarily focused on our feet that much. Um, and, you know, the assistant coaches would kind of chime in with stuff on our feet. But, yeah, Coach Bush was all about crab riding and legs for an hour and a half worth of technique. So <laughs> it's, ex it's effective for sure. Yeah. We've asked a, this a couple different people. I'd like to get your guys' thoughts on it. If you could go back in time and give yourself some advice when you were back in high school, what advice would you give? I would think I would say one thing is that I've learned up here so much is that um, so much of wrestling, like a match or anything, is so mental. Like you, you can push your body so far beyond what your mind like thinks is breaking. So once you be able to push past that, you just be you just drag your whoever you're wrestling into deep water and you just attack them because like you know how far you can go. And so I think that'd be my biggest one. Yeah, I, I think going off of that, um, like a big thing that the coaches preach up here is like when you're in practice, there's there's no scoreboard. Like you don't have to worry about the score at all. And, and even in, in a live match, like don't worry about the score. Don't worry about how much time's left. Don't worry about who you're wrestling. And, and for me, that was always a, a big thing. Like when I was in high school, like I'd be the first one to the brackets, be the very first one. I'd be looking who I have first round, second round, whatever. And, and sometimes that screwed me over and I'd be looking too far ahead. And, and next thing you know, I'm on the backside of the bracket. So what they, what they preach here is, you know, you, that doesn't matter at all. You just go out and, and have fun and, and put in 110% for seven minutes or six minutes or whatever it may be. And, and, you guarantee, he guarantees that, you know, if, if you're ready for a war, then there's going to be no surprises in that match. But um, if you're going in there expecting, you know, just a hard match or you're going in already, you know, kind of scared of the guy, then, then don't expect to be, you know, getting your hand raised at the end of the match. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys too, one of the things I keep seeing on Twitter is people, somebody just maybe yesterday tweeted, uh, Something about one of the things they need to do in folk style is is get rid of writing time. And a couple of college guys here, I wanted to get your thoughts on 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 that. What do what do you think about having writing time, and should we keep it or? Um, honestly, I, for me, it, it wouldn't matter. I I'm usually if I get a takedown, I I ride for maybe ten seconds, and then I'm back on my feet, more of a feet wrestler. But um, I do think that that's something I thought was awesome comparing high school to college was being able to get a point for that. And, and sometimes, you know, people don't realize how hard it is to hold someone down for, for a minute straight or for a minute in general. Um, but I actually also think it, it pushes the pace of the match a little bit more. Um, and, and it gives you something to fight for on, on top and bottom. But yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of it. I don't really have any complaints with it. That's, that's one thing I really started focusing on was, the second half of the season was my like top game. And um, I mean, I, I think it's good. And it also gives those people that are amazing on top, like an opportunity to score points, say they're not so good on their feet or something. Sure. And I think it, it, it helps the, the bottom wrestler as well, because it can, it can change the match. Obviously just, you know, it can be a difference maker in a big match and, uh, I, I think it just – it made me a better top and bottom wrestler having riding time rather than in high school, you know, there, there's a chance to take a break there. But, you know, in, in college, there's there's no time to regularly recover. You know, it's, you're going the whole time, so. Yeah. I, I like it as well. I think – now, this is just from a fan. I, I, I didn't wrestle in college, but uh, 
I know um, I heard Kyle Dick say in an interview uh, one time something like, I go, I go into every match knowing I'm up by two, basically, because I, I know they can't hold me down. I'm going to get my escape, and I know I can ride them for at least a minute. So I, I've got two points. I go into every match thinking I'm up by two right now. So that's, I like that mentality. And then um, we had uh, Boone McDermott on a couple weeks ago. Um, Boone talked about one of the great things about, we were talking about the comparison between folk style, freestyle, Greco, all that. And he's like, I like folk style because I know that man is trying everything he can to get out from under me and I'm not going to let him, you know? So that's kind of a cool, like, I think it probably is. I like, I only wrestled in high school. I remember how hard it was to keep guys down. I'm sure at college it's exponentially tougher, but yeah, I like, I'm a fan of it. So, Jay, got any- hey, Wyatt, I wanted to talk to you a little bit. <laughs> Jump back in. Hey, uh, I want to talk to you, Wyatt, a little bit uh, about uh, uh, prior to you leaving Nebraska, you had a pretty bad knee injury. And uh, just talk about your recovery coming back from that. Yeah, I mean, I, right after my surgery, I was definitely like down, I was down on myself and I wasn't doing the right stuff like for my knee like rehab wise and I mean I I could definitely tell that next spring like when I tried working out again and it was hurting so I I did a lot of rehab this last spring and then yeah I was a little little rusty at the beginning of the season but I mean toward the end of the season I was I was good I was going getting good and you had, you had to come out not only from a physical standpoint, but just a, me, a mental standpoint coming back out. And that's why I think Loris was so great because, man, when you came back on the scene, especially when I saw you at regionals, I mean, that, that was the wide of old. I mean, just that, you know, the way you carried yourself in the whole nine yards. I mean, that was so awesome. Yeah. yeah I, I had a question and, uh, uh, Maybe you guys might be able to answer this because we talked earlier about that regional. I mean, just meat grinder. Just I mean, there's probably guys that are left home that would be on the national, you know, all American status. Uh, what's and I know we're not going to change it here, but what's your ideas on should they have a? I don't know what's that what that's called in the Big Tens or, or the NCAA Division One, where they have an at large saying this group you can get. X amount of people. What's your guys' feelings on that? I would love that. Yeah. I would absolutely love that. I mean, I was, I was someone that was um, unfortunately left at home from that regional and felt like I could have made a big impact on the national scene at, at that tournament. Um, but yeah, I mean, in the past years at, at in my regional too, I, everyone that's qualified is all American from there, or at least came very, very close to it. Um, and, I, and I know it's talked about a lot. I think, like I said earlier, it's like the big tens of D3s. I mean, and they're able to qualify, you know, top seven, top top eight guys at that at each weight. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would love that, especially especially in our in our regional, because I know a lot of guys um, out of that regional could make the podium, if not be fighting for the top of it. Um, so, yeah, I would love that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really have an opinion on it, I guess. But yeah, it would definitely help, especially for him. And then our thirty-three pounder, I mean, we would add ten through. So, seems to me like it would make a lot of sense. They do it at D ones. I mean, I don't know why other NCAA classes wouldn't do it. But yeah. yeah. Um. So what? Uh, what's the Loris uh, lineup? What's the team looking like for next year? Um, we're actually losing a, a decent amount of guys, but the nice thing about, you know, becoming one of those top programs in the nation is that there's always, um, people stepping in and filling shoes. And, and right now I think it's just, um, you know, helping people to find that identity as the starter, because a lot of the guys that are leaving, um, had been there for, you know, three, four years and had become, you know, role models for these other guys on the team, especially the younger guys. Um, but right now, I think it's just you know finding finding a leader in in those backups and and the guys that were waiting. But I mean, it's going to be a grind either way. And and I know TJ always talks about that. You know, you can re, you can be replaced like that. You know, it's it's your spot's never safe. Um, you know, and, and that was a big switch for 
for guys coming out of high school even um i know you know you get one rough loss in, in high school usually and that's it for the rest of the season but in college i mean there's so many open tournaments and there's there's so many head to head chances yeah i mean another thing i'm i still have three more years left so oh another thing for me would be making those kids that were sitting behind the seniors last year to believe in themselves when they step up and start like you have to walk out on the mat and believe that you're unstoppable like nobody can beat you and they've been through you know every single practice with us and they've they've been going through every single practice with us and, and grinding just as hard right they just um you know they they now have to translate that into a new role and, and you know it'll show come this next year who who's been taking it seriously and who's not so one of the very best um, examples of that, uh, so I, I went to Ascension just like you did. Um, Josh Watts, we had him on our uh, podcast a, a little bit ago. He talked about his freshman year coming in and beating a, beating a junior. We asked him who is who – is, this was actually – I don't think we got this on camera. I think this was after. But he mentioned a kid who he beat in a wrestle-off who um, – the kid thought it was going to be his spot, then Josh came in and beat him. But um, <clears throat> he said he was here all season long. Hey, man, go win us the state title. I'm going to work with you every day. You go get the state title for us. This is our state title. And he was like the best teammate he could have ever been. And Josh went and won, and won a state title, and they celebrated together because it, one guy can't do it. You know, I mean, that, you guys both won state titles. You know, you know, I'm preaching the choir here. But I just thought that was a really cool mentality that kid had. And then the next year, they both ended up, wrestling they didn't both win but they both ended up wrestling for, for a state uh state tournament pretty cool pretty cool to have that mentality I think. yeah i mean that's that's something great about here too i feel like um you know i from 125 to heavyweight it's like we're all fighting for each other and and even though you know sometimes one person um is at a high while the other is at a low i feel like that's just you know that's what happens in this sport and um we're able to help each other out in, in any situation and fight for each other because we know that at the end of the day that like this is a brotherhood that's not going to be broken and, and that's how I feel about this this year's team especially it's just um it's like these guys I'll, I'll never forget that so yeah I, I I think it's a great mentality to have also hey Matt uh you kind of threw us off here today with some some news and it's awesome news uh about you uh joining the coaching staff at uh at Loris uh what can you tell us? Uh, I mean, when did you uh, uh, find out, and uh, uh, can you give us any more information about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I basically found out. Uh, it's been it's been on my mind for a while now, um, probably since the beginning of, of last year, and um, it was just you know a couple of weeks after my season had ended, and um, we were going getting close to going to nationals and. TJ just kind of pulled me aside and said, you know, now, now you, you finished your wrestling career. Now it's a different role. Um, basically telling me that I would be able to come back and coach the lightweights. And, um, and it's, it's awesome. I'm extremely blessed to have the opportunity to do that. I mean, I wasn't ready to leave this program anyway. And, uh, you know, especially with how the season ended last year for these guys, um, I feel like, you know, there's, it's a redemption season next year for for everyone including the guys that are graduating um so i mean i want to go out there and, and give these guys the opportunity to um you know finish what we kind of started last year love it what's something new that you can bring to that lineup as a coaching staff that uh might not have been there before or that you can inspire push these these next uh, group of kids uh to reach that next level um for me i just feel like there's been um, so many experiences that I've learned from in this sport. And, and honestly, it's the, it's not the ones that, you know, like winning state or, you know, being a part of, um, being able to wrestle at regionals or that kind of thing. It's, it's the lows that I've been through that are going to be able to help me to grow these, these other athletes. Um, you know, it's not necessarily pushing my style of wrestling on them. It's more so pushing a lifestyle on them. Um, it's it's pushing like you know fight and effort like like TJ preaches all the time you know it's one day at a time it, it's kind of those those values that we have set around Loris wrestling um, that's what I'm looking to push and in, in, instill into these guys and I know it, it's kind of 
an awkward stage for me just coming right out of, out of college. You know, these guys, a lot of these guys are my teammates literally not too long ago. So it's going to be a different um, way to approach them, but I th I'm excited for the, for the challenge. I know it's a, a different kind of feeling for me, but um, yeah, I would say for me, it's more so just pushing life, like a lifestyle and life values rather than, you know, a certain technique or, or, you know, a certain move on a guy. That, that's a great answer. I love that. It's, so close. I saw, I remember seeing a quote from, uh, I think it was Tom Brands, where he says, as a coach, you got to know when to push the button and when to pull the rope. And sometimes, uh, I think Wyatt said it earlier, it's not going to be the answer you want to hear. Or No, you said that earlier, Matt. It's not going to be the answer they want to hear, but it's going to be what they need to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, for the next couple of years, uh, depending on how long you end up deciding to stay there, uh, you've probably you've got some instant credibility. These guys have been in the room with you. They've seen you working your butt off, I'm sure. And I think that that'll help. That'll, you know, you don't have to come in and sell yourself. They've already seen what you you know what you you live that lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think it's it, the biggest challenge for me coming out of it is um, kind of putting myself in a different different shoe in different pair of shoes. Like I know I was talking to Coach Kittleson the other day, and he's like, "Well, now now your workouts aren't for you." it's it's to make someone else better um it's it's you know you're running or if you're doing some sort of cross training or something different it's not for myself it's to share with other people and share with you know the guys that i'm going to be training with and i have to bring that mindset into the wrestling room too i mean i'm not there to to make myself better to or by any means i'm i'm there to make make them better so you're gonna be able to get that heavyweight workouts with you <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be pushing them a little We're bit too <laughs> Matt, you talked. You mentioned Young Guns a little bit. Obviously, we're here in the Quad Cities. We're we're very familiar with Eric Jurgens and, and the Young Guns program. We have another pretty good one. Um, Nick Trezino and Brody Grothis run a Gogi Wrestling here as well. Um, I was just going to ask Wyatt. Um, did uh, did you do? Were you involved in like Young Guns or anything like that through the years? Or um, I never. I was close in high school. My buddy almost had me go over two couple practices but no i never got never got into that okay okay all north scott all north scott growing up and stuff yep okay homegrown <laughs> <laughs> all right guys uh i think we're entering that part rob unless you tell me differently we got ot sudden death questions for you guys you guys heard about this yet no not no <laughs> <laughs> rapid fire questions it's really no different at all. We just have more questions. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> good. Okay, and you guys can just uh, take turns. Actually, I'll, I'll hit the I'll hit the lightweight, uh, Rob. You can go after the heavyweight. Okay. Well, that, I think we can ask both of them. Th that works. That works. Okay, guys. Favorite wrestling movie? Uh, cool. Uh, Foxcatcher probably. Yeah, I'd say Foxcatcher too. Yeah. Good one. Nope. I haven't had one person choose win win yet. I don't know if I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> is that your Jay, is that your favorite? Uh, you know, it, it's a simple movie for a simple guy. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. I like all all wrestling movies, even the ones that are super unbelievable, you know, like super unrealistic. At least they're trying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's why I didn't uh, watch a lot of them because they're like that. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, favorite food, and then if you if you want to plug any, any like your favorite restaurant as well. Favorite food. Mine's sushi, no doubt. Um, there's there's not a lot of good sushi places really in Dubuque, but um, if I had to pick one food for the rest of my life, it would definitely be sushi. I don't know. I'm more of a Chinese kind of guy. Sesame. Delicious. I'm with I'm with both the I could eat any of that. <laughs> Favorite wrestling match of all time. It could be one of your own, it could be one you've seen, either either way. Um I would say as like the Warburg duel from this past year. Um just kind of, you know, cementing that history of, of Loris and, and breaking their streak that they had. Um that was that's something I literally will never forget, and that's probably my favorite team moment. Um, individually, I would say my my state semifinals match my senior year. Um, I was wrestling Aiden Reeves, who was the number one ranked guy in the state, and 
Um, I mean, I was I was ranked ninth going into the state tournament, so I wasn't even supposed to be in that place to begin with. And I, I was kind of um, the underdog, which I loved. Um, you know, I felt like I had a huge chip on my shoulder going to that match to begin with. And then when it happened, finally, it was just a surreal moment, and it's something I'm never going to forget. I actually remember that match more than my, my state finals match, like, as a whole. But, um, yeah, that's my best individual moment. Um, I would also have to say a Warburg duel. That was crazy, especially, like, just transferring here and starting you know, to see us all win like that is unbelievable. What was can you can you remind me? I was telling Jay, I, I remember Warburg had a big streak, but what what was the significance of that duel? It was um, so actually TJ's dad had been the head coach at Warburg for years. He's probably the best D three coach ever, and and one of the best coaches in general ever. And and he had won you know a lot of national titles, and and they had what was it? What was the streak? Twenty seven years. Twenty seven year. Uh, they never. They never lost a dual uh, conference or a conference championship or anything like that. So, um, and it's funny, you know, we wrestled at Wartburg and, and TJ went to Wartburg and, um, and his dad was obviously a coach there. So then, you know, the, the streak started with him and then and ended with TJ. So, yeah. That's crazy. That a story from that. We, uh, during weigh-ins or before weigh-ins, I remember talking with TJ about this. Um, just like when we were in the wrestling room for weigh-ins, like across from Warburg, Warburg was quiet. Like they weren't saying anything, just sitting against the wall. And like we were over there joking around, like having a good time. Like we didn't, we, we didn't have anything to lose. We just went out there and gave it our all and came out on top. It was also awesome because that was probably one of the most hostile crowds that I Swaya, did you have did you, did you have an individual match a favorite individual match oh uh, I think it would definitely have to be the one with Rocky just how it all like happened at the end and then like I remember I remember texting him that night I was like hey like no matter what like anyone says like you're in that like hell of a match like nothing against you and we have mutual respect for each other, so definitely that one. Sure. And had you guys – I know the answer is yes, you had met up before it, during that season, but I can't remember the results. Did you guys split before, or how – like what happened before you, the final? Yeah, we had split going into that year. He beat me at Battle of Waterloo, and I don't remember where I – yeah, but we split – Heck of a good rivalry there for sure. Okay, our next mat or our next question is favorite wrestling style. But neither one of you guys did a whole lot of freestyle in Greco, so I'd say folk style might be mm -hmm. the answer. Yeah. Folk style. Yeah. How about uh, favorite superhero? Or if you could be a superhero, who would you who would you be? Yeah, I don't know. I would probably pick um, Thanos from Avengers. Yeah, that's a good one. Jay, Jay um, like Thanos. You gotta be someone small. I know. I don't know who. I don't really know Ant Man. <laughs> uh, I'd honestly say probably Spider Man. I think I don't know. I always watched that when I was growing up, so that's probably probably why I would think that. But perfect. Jay, do you have your mug hand handy? Oh, always, man. Thanos is the guy. Oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> No, no one takes the villain, man. That's no one awesome. ever takes the villain. So, you get bonus <laughs> points for that, okay, Wyatt? Thank you. All right. Uh, next question: Assumption or North Scott? Oh, we all know the answer to that one. Go ahead, let's hear it. I'd say my junior year versus their senior year, it would definitely be North Scott. No. Let's let's just say this. We were both in high school when we wrestled when we dueled them my senior year and assumption one. So there you go. There's the head to head matchup. Good rivalry. All right. <laughs> we go to, to script here. Growing up, was it black and gold or cardinal and gold? Or was it purple and gold? Definitely I mean my parents were Hawks fans, but I remember I think it was I don't know. Coming up through high school, I was like, I hated Iowa for some reason. 
but then I remember Tom Brands and uh, Morningstar like reached out to me and I just like totally like, I, all right, I'm going to Iowa. I'm in love with it. But yeah, no, it definitely black and gold. Yeah, I was, I was a diehard Iowa fan my whole life um, for everything, for every sport. But yeah, it was kind of the same way. Once I got to high school, I, I wasn't really, I mean, I didn't really watch any of their sports besides wrestling anymore. But, um, you know, now it's now it's all purple and gold. Now it's just Loris. That's it. So, all right, guys. The uh, we like to end with uh, we ask, what is your favorite quote? Um, mine, mine's straight from from TJ. Um, it's do it anyway. Um, that's obviously not something that I've had my whole life. But when I got here, he started preaching that and. And, you know, it's in our locker room. It's on it's on our walls and whatnot. But it's just the fact, you know, that you're not going to um, – you're not always going to want to do something and you're not always going to have fun doing it. You know, especially with wrestling, it's, the, it's a grind. And, and, and a lot of times it sucks. But um, just doing it anyway and, and doing it for someone besides yourself, and that's something that really was um, – I'm going to take with me outside of wrestling into coaching and, and into my life beyond that even. So, yeah, that's my favorite one. Um, I don't know, sticking with one from Glorious, I'd have to say from Coach Kittleson. He would probably yell at me 20 times a practice to do this. He'd say, just dump. Like when I'd get in on a single, I'd always just sit there and just like hold it and not do anything. So, yeah, I that would probably be mine. I don't know. Those are good. Those are good. Well, guys, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a real pleasure. We look forward to keeping track of Loris, and uh, we'll definitely be reaching out to you guys here uh, once we get closer to the season. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thank you. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Please share this podcast with your friends. Give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Twitter at QCA Wrestle, and keep an eye out for more QCA Wrestling content coming soon.